Okay. I mean, we can't start the show yet because we're seven minutes early. Although the important people are here. So let's go. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I'll fall hey. popping in a little bit. It's fine. <laughs> He's running behind. Yeah, I'll fall my. Yeah. Mm. Oh, Ian, just the worst thing has happened to me. <laughs> Uh-oh. Well, not the worst thing, but this will this will give you a good chuckle and it will probably waste seven minutes for Karen. <laughs> There's a podcast I listen to. It's a like a comic book movie news type podcast of these two guys in Australia. All right. Um, love it. It's very, very – it's gotten quite a following. They have multiple channels. They do YouTube things and review movies. It's all this – all the great stuff that uh, – no, it's not Longbox Heroes. <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, you know, I've been listening to them for years, right? And um, they just recently went on – and they're very snappy, you know? Like, it's a tight podcast, you know? And it's funny. And they do movie commentaries, but they just recently went on vacation for the whole month of August. So Mm -hmm. there was really no no new shit coming out. And I said, eh, fuck it, you know? They have, like, three to 300 and some odd episodes of the podcast. I'm like, here's a good chance for me to go back to the beginning and and listen to some and hear them speculate about shit that, you know, they might get wrong and stuff like that. So I go all the way back to episode one, and I'm listening, and I go, holy shit, this podcast started the same week Prodigal Sons podcast started. Wow. (laughs) Because they are talking about, they're like, oh, yeah, the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., and it's the first episode of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I go, that's what we fucking talked about on our show. <laughs> and I was just, as it was going, I was like, oh, the things we could have achieved if I hadn't gotten drunk one night and started talking about politics. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to write them a letter. I was like, I couldn't believe watching the timeline of the two shows. And I'm like, and then ours derailed by episode nine when I got drunk <laughs> and just never gained focus anywhere for 200 episodes. Oh, Meanwhile, that's a these true guys, story. These guys have a Patreon. They have a whole fucking thing. You know, they got the whole thing. They had a, a very, month worth of vacation. <laughs> right. Yeah, like they both quit their jobs. They do this professionally now. They make enough wow. money. I'm like, oh, kill me. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Profane Argument Podcast, a.k.a. the Soaring Eagles of Freedom, for Tuesday, September 20th, 2022. My name is Ray, and along with me are... I'm Karen. I'm Jared. This is Ian. On this podcast, we talk about news, politics, and religious nonsense, and give opinions from a secular point of view. If you'd like to join in on the conversation, you can sign up on our Patreon page, and that will allow you to chat with us directly as we record on Discord Tuesday nights right around 9 p.m. If you can't do that, you could still post to our Facebook page or tweet at ProfaneArg. This week, we've got uh, some follow-up, some Trump news, some Biden news. It's all over the place. Dark Brandon? (laughs) <laughs> dark brandon exactly. listen i call him dark brandon because i know joe likes dark brandon he's very he's very into that because it, it appeals to the kids i feel that is a general weakness of his appealing to the kids so 
Yeah, and just imagine old Joe Biden and old Sleepy Joe. He's like, they're making memes about me. <laughs> right. <laughs> I got glowing. I look like Thor. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, first, follow-ups on some things we talked about last week. Uh, the railway labor agreement was reached. So, yay. That's, that's well. fantastic news. And it seems like it's mainly because Biden's administration stepped in and, and uh, you know, talked to people and were like, yeah, this isn't you're, – you're not – you're not shutting this down. <laughs> yeah. Well, that uh, it also got a flurry of um, press at, towards the very end, whereas it had been right. you know two years of zero press. I, it's not necessarily over though, because the unions ratified a well, it, they agreed in principle, but the the union has not actually voted on it yet, so it might still go tits up, but we'll see. Looking better. Yeah, definitely looking way better. Uh, which will lead to uh, lead into some of the Biden stuff later. Mm. Also wanted to do a follow-up on Ukraine, uh, the massive push that Ukraine did to push back the uh, Russian forces. A lot more news coming out of that. Mass graves found near recaptured cities. I mean, it's just, it's really horrendous what they're finding. Uh, Ukrainian soldiers in mass graves, citizens... 17 bodies found in one of the mass graves, 20 or 30 in another. There was a, a supposedly, this had not been confirmed by the writing of this article on uh, Huffington Post, but a pit containing more than 440 bodies was discovered after Kiev's forces swept in. So, yeah, it's just, uh, I don't I don't know what orders the Russian troops have been given, but it seems pretty horrendous. Yeah. There seems to be a flurry of activity at the moment. I don't know. Putin's doing a speech tomorrow with big news, and it feels like he's going to be, you know, actually declaring war and mobilizing more troops. But you know, that's just a guess on my part. So, I mean, it's worth watching the news tomorrow. There's something going on. I mean, is, is there not some kind of global entity that can hold him accountable? <laughs> you mean the UN, where he's vetoed everything? The UN, huh? Mm. <laughs> Have they declared him a war criminal yet? <laughs> no. I'm pretty sure that uh, Russia will veto that. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. I guess there's nothing we can do. Yeah. Sternly worded email. Yeah. <laughs> $600 million in additional U.S. military aid was announced on Thursday, so... That'll help. Yeah. Um, I do... There, there's something I, I saw on one of the news channels about the fact that Russia has some sort of law that... They can't use conscripted soldiers to uh, to attack a, a fo in foreign lands. Right. But it seems likely that Putin is using the argument that this isn't foreign soil. This is actually Russian soil that we're trying to reclaim. Right. So that he can he can send more troops in because of this. So supposedly there's like ten to fifteen thousand troops that are about to be Russian troops that are about to be cut off and uh, likely become prisoners of war. All in one fell swoop. Yeah, I was just going to say, didn't we talk last week that they were, like, throwing down machine guns yeah. and wandering around? And Yep. And the Russians responded by saying any soldier, any Russian soldier that backs away from the front line will be shot by his compatriots. So I'm sure that went over well. Mm. Mm. Classic. That never turns in you getting overthrown. <laughs> right. <laughs> Decimating your own ranks always serves you. Yeah. <laughs> Well, keeping them in abject fear of, you know, El Presidente. I guess. Yeah, till they all stand around and go, hey, aren't we all the ones holding the guns? Yeah. <laughs> and they slowly turn. 
I think you know, that's been happening since the beginning in pockets here and there. But yeah, it needs to happen in general. But there is the problem of the Russians' psyche, though. And that is a, a true problem. And this is this is not this is continued behavior over you know hundreds of years, hundreds and hundreds of years. So what problem are you talking about? It, the problem that uh, Russians think that they are superior to everybody else, just like Americans As opposed do. But, to America. Yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> but they they keep doing this over and over and over again. So I don't know how you get them to stop it. Don't feed them and threaten to kill them. We'll <laughs> eventually make them turn. Yeah. Right. So strangely enough, Modi actually rebuked Putin publicly about the war in Ukraine. And um, because, you know, when, when you get more fascist than Modi, um, you, you've gone too far. The same Modi who is currently committing genocide of every Muslim in India, Modi? Yes. Yeah, that's right. All right. Yeah, you got to tone it down. <laughs> <laughs> What's good? This is bad for business, so... So Modi said that today's era is not an era of war, and I have spoken to you on the phone about this. Putin <laughs> said, I know your position on the conflict in Ukraine, about your concerns that you constantly express. <laughs> wow. we, we will do our best to stop this as soon as possible. Only, unfortunately, the opposing side announced it's abandoned the negotiation process and declared that it wants to achieve its goals by military means. So he's blaming the Ukrainians... For continuing the war when he's the one invading their country. It's right. the equivalent to the bully saying, why do you keep punching yourself? Yeah. yeah. They won't just give up and give us all the land so it's their fault. Yeah. yeah. He's got big balls. Moving on to uh, to U.S. politics. Um, and I wanted to start off with Trump because we always talk about Trump, you know, a lot. Hey, he got an attorney. He actually got a decent attorney. Like somebody oh, who. Oh, yeah. yeah. The PAC. His PAC, Save America, Political Action Committee, has uh, put forward $3 million in order to secure uh, this guy as his attorney, lawyer Chris Kyes. Wait, 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 wait. Yes. His, his Political Action Committee? Yes. Yeah. Is that legal that he can use that money for a lawyer? Before he declares his run for presidency, Yes. Because basically the, the pack right now is just a slush fund. He can do pretty much whatever he wants with it. Once he declares I that he's running for president, the rules change. Does the, I'm so confused about PACs <laughs> then. And I know this is not the point of the story, but what if he doesn't run? What happens to that money? I basically think of it as, as a different name for a GoFundMe. He has a giant GoFundMe. There's no and there's no stipulation that he has to use this money to run for, for, for uh, office of any it kind? It depends on how the pack is, is created. Structured, yeah. So, no. Wow, you fucking dummies giving him money. Yeah. And there could be there could be civil suits to, you know, against him or the pack because he didn't use the money in the wit for the same way that Steve Ben got into trouble for for the whole we build the wall bullshit. Right, but that was an actual GoFundMe, wasn't it? I believe so, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I mean, PACs are not far. I mean, after Citizens United, there's not a lot of rules around giving money if they're not actually running for office well, currently. I mean, that was the thing. I thought when Citizens United went in, they're like, okay, here's our way around of the how the minimum amount you can donate. These PACs can get unlimited amount of money. Right? And corporations, right. 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 Well, I guess I guess, I guess you can't put that stipulation in there because then that would be political money for running. So I guess that makes sense. I just can't believe that. Yeah. 
Wow, we are a bunch of dumb motherfuckers in this country. <laughs> <laughs> well, the real Ian, thing did you know this? Wait, am I the only dummy? Ian, did you know this? Uh, no, I'm learning this as we go. Okay. <laughs> so, I mean, the, Chris Guy might... is the... Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, look, there might be some rules around what they can use for a pack, but there's no oversight. So he's doing what he wants because there have been no consequences. <laughs> right. So Homeboy could just buy a plane with the money in the pack if he wanted to? <laughs> yeah. I suspect yes. In fact, he has a plane. It's in Louisiana currently being refitted. It's his old 757. And so, you know, it was kind of set aside when he could tool around in Air Force One. But now it's being refurbed with pack money, I'm sure. Speaking of that, I don't know who I was listening to who said this this week. But they were talking about people donating money to Trump. And mm. they're like, he always comes up with some reason to send money. And it's immediate and stuff like that. The the emails. And he's like, I swear to God, if Trump was just like, I'm feeling down and I want to buy something, <laughs> a plane, that they would give him money. <laughs> just... <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm having a bad day. Give me some money. Give me, I want to buy a plane. <laughs> to be like, yes, sir. <laughs> so Chris Guy's the attorney that he has secured, used to work at Foley and Lardner LLP. Uh, he was a partner there, but he left the firm in order to set up Chris Kai's and Associates in order to take Trump as a client. Because Foley and Lardner... Didn't want anything to do with it, according to uh, Politico. Now, why did he leave? And and because of all you know, Trump's history with attorneys, why would you leave a partnership in order to do this? Well, Trump's pack is putting up the three million dollars up front because guys wouldn't uh, wouldn't accept anything less. So he's paying him in advance because to, to get a real attorney because no real attorney would would do this. Well, that's know. understandable given Trump's history. Right. Yeah. Right. But what I don't understand is, is that Trump needs to get this money from the pack. He could, I mean, like, I know he's not a billionaire, but I'm pretty sure he could come up with $3 million. Yeah. But if you can just take it from the people that you fleeced, then why right. wouldn't you? Okay. Why would you okay, do that? But, no. And I, okay. I get that. But <laughs> it's been so long and he was getting such shitty lawyers. If this was the only issue, like why now? I guess if you can get – he tried it with dummies where he didn't have to pay them up. Okay. I, right. Yeah, I talked myself into the answer. <laughs> <laughs> that was well navigated. Yeah. <laughs> it's just so hard to think like him, you know. <laughs> Very true. Um, another thing about Trump, uh, in I think it was, this was at a rally. Uh, he is basically threatened – that Americans will not stand for indictments against him regarding the documents he took from the White House. He mm. warned that criminal charges on him would trigger big problems, like <laughs> the likes of which have never seen before. Well, that's a familiar refrain, but... I, I know! Yes. There needs to be a rallying point, though, and there needs to be advance notice. Otherwise, it'll be, you know, lunatic trying to run into the you know FBI building with a nail gun kind of stuff. But he has said that they will not, his his followers, will not sit and they will not sit still and stand for this ultimate of hoaxes. They will not sit still and stand. Okay. <laughs> and then when asked about his inciting his followers, he said, that's not inciting. I'm just giving my opinion. <laughs> that's nice. I tell you this, they, they, they've been sitting down for a lot of other shit. Mm. <laughs> this is true. I mean, you get the occasional wacko, but the majority of them, they'll get over it. We gotta fucking put this guy down. <laughs> he is just nonstop poison to our collective unconscious. Yeah. 
What about the uh, the crazies at his rallies holding Ooh. their hands up? Uh, you think they'll, you know, be behind him? Well, right yeah, now he's, sure. he's courting the Q crowd at the moment, so he's pulling in the super crazies. <laughs> so this, uh, the, the the next, I mean, it's not an article, it's just a link to a Reddit art, a Reddit thing that has the, uh, the image. Is the image going to display? Yeah, kind of. Tiny. Of all of his uh, supporters at the rally, they're not doing a Sig Heil, they're just holding up the one finger... <laughs> which news media apparently has no idea what this means. Can can we agree that this is definitely a QAnon thing? I thought it was established it's the where one goes, we all go yeah. thing. Where we go one, we go all. Right. Which, again, is stolen from the movie White Squall. <laughs> Did you know this? No. no. I'd you didn't know it, this. But no. I don't remember much about the movie, though. Well, nobody remembers. The only reason I remember White Squall is because I rented it one time and forgot to return it, and they tried to sue me for it. <laughs> at this local video store in Milford. Dude, it's like... <laughs> I knew you would get a kick out of that. <laughs> uh, it's a movie with Jeff Bridges and uh, a very young Scott Wolf. Remember him from Party of Five? Where he takes a group of kids on a boat. And they hit a white squall out there, and they get in trouble. And at one point, I think that was his motto, Jeff Bridges, and then they re- all the kids repeat it back to him. That's where they got it from. <laughs> a movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I would thought I would live my whole life never knowing anybody who was sued over white squall. <laughs> that all just changed. Yep. <laughs> ah, that was ridiculous. And then the last thing I have on Trump is that an arbiter was named in the Mar-a-Lago probe. Oh, th- to be uh, to be clear, it, it was a, an arbiter of his choosing. Yes. He put two names forward. One of them was chosen because the DOJ went, right. <laughs> was the other one Mike Flynn? <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the person they chose is Raymond Deering. Um, and I don't have the details in front of me on what he's done so far, but... Um, I'm sure somebody else here does. I, I, it's something about he he looks at uh, the the you know what what he's supposed to do and basically said I'm not going to rule on this because I'm not really I, I shouldn't be looking at all the sensitive material. And what did he say to Trump's team? He wanted a clarification. I mean, he he specifically asked Trump's team, did are any of these documents declassified or are they still classified? And Trump's team basically said, we don't want to get into that right now, because if there is a, if he is charged with something, it's evidence. And he said, well, then the only option I have is to go with what the DOJ has presented, because the papers are clearly marked classified. If you don't counter that argument, that's what we're going with. So they're classified. So not exactly in Trump's favor. No. And he also, one of the reasons they picked him is because he has a reputation for being slow and methodical. And they, the, the canon, the lawyer, or the, sorry, the judge in, back in Florida said, um, you have until after Thanksgiving to finish your review. And today he said, I'll have it done by October 7th. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So they're not getting what they want with him. What, what is the reasoning for Trump's team to, to say this, though? That, uh, is there something that's damaging in there if they say which ones are classified and which ones aren't? Well, I think there's some legal problems with saying that, oh, well, these were unclassified because they didn't unclassify any of them. Okay, so the issue is is that they're all fucking classified. Right. right? right. Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> 
and he should not have had them. I mean, that's not even, I mean, that's mostly not what he's being going to be charged with, though. Most of what he's going to be charged with is just uh, taking documents that don't belong to him. They belong to the federal government. They belong to the executive branch, which he is no longer a member of. The the classified documents are just the cherry on top because they're egregiously bad. Lock them up. Lock them up. Lock him up. (laughs) What a doofus. Yeah. Just, I mean, dude, the shit he could be getting away with. Yeah, and it's <laughs> it's his own personal, it's his yeah. own ego yeah. pulling him down. That's why Ron DeSantis is so scary. Because <laughs> he, he, he got a little bit of intelligence. Well, not a little, I mean, I guess he's probably pretty smart. I don't know. I think he's an East Coast elite. <laughs> years ahead. Mm. <laughs> so we talked about a little bit before the show. Do you want to get into DeSantis before I... Move well, on do, the, to, do the normal flow. I mean, unless you, this is another follow up. Well, DeSantis was brought up, so mm. I mean, his, in my mind, his move to send asylum seekers to Martha's Vineyard mm-hmm. was one completely stupid, and has completely backfired on him. I wouldn't say completely backfired because I mean, the, the, your classic Republican racist thinks it's funny. And you, know, you got the liberals, East Coast liberals, her, her. So he didn't completely lose, but he might be facing a couple lawsuits. And he got his name in the press again. Well, I suppose yeah. that's I true. I mean, but it doesn't matter what he did or or ever does. Like, it's always going to get him, you know, true. likes. So, and the fact that it's just blown in his face that, like, there's there might be legal repercussions. Absolutely. Right. And I guess to be clear, we should probably go back and what yeah, explain what the story do? to everybody. Yeah. <laughs> So Ray or Karen, that's your job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ray's house story is better than I do. Do you do you have it? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> I may not have all the details right, so correct me wherever I'm wrong. Okay. My understanding is DeSantis has precognition now and knows that these asylum seekers who were in Texas, so not under his jurisdiction, but he knew that they were planning on coming to Florida. So he sent people to lie to these asylum seekers and tell them that they could get quickly through all the paperwork if they just boarded these planes and went they through the went through the as far as to make a brochure for them yeah <laughs> right. yeah stopped by one, but... beforehand yeah spent, <laughs> it, it wasn't just if you think money was just spent on busing and planes no they got nice bro- well i don't know if they were nice brochures but with, brochures nonetheless <laughs> yeah with with in- inaccurate information but Oh, you mean lying? Yes, they lied lies to them. Lies printed on the <laughs> Lies printed on paper handed to people. Yes. And they were told they were going to Boston in order to expedite the, the processing. And then they actually sent them to Martha's Vineyard with not, without warning or telling anybody in Martha's Vineyard that they were going to be there. Mm-hmm. And it was to, you know, it was to throw these these immigrants at the Martha's Vineyard liberals, who, by the way, aren't there anymore because, for the most part, the liberals go there in the summer and have left at this point. Um, I'm sure that there's still a lot of liberals in Martha's Vineyard, but uh, clearly, because what they did was they took them off the planes and they made sure they had shelter and food and medical needs accounted for. Yeah, basically, he's making the people who work for the rich people who come to Martha's Vineyard, who actually live there year-round, to handle this. Yeah. So... Uh, To me, it seems like a total backfire because the people in Martha's Vineyard interviewed them, found out that they were lied to, that, that, I mean, there's so, there's, there's levels of fraud and this is across state lines. Like he he definitely needs, there's no way 
that some of this is is not illegal. Well, they, all of the people that were shipped to uh, Martha's Vineyard have now filed a class action lawsuit against him and said, you know, saying that they were lied to. And so they're suing him. And there's the, the sheriff in Texas where the uh, planes originally took off from is saying, you, you, you stole our asylum seekers. And he's in, investigating a, a, the crime there as well. And the um, je- legislature in Florida, at least the Democrats are, the Republicans will quash it. Um, the Democrats are saying, hey, that's not what that money was for. You said that money was to move Floridians, asylum seekers, out of Florida, and these were Texans. So, it, yeah, it's all bad. Which he did supposedly because he didn't want to piss off the Cuban Floridians and or anyone else or the Venezuelan who community. he needs their vote. Right. The Venezuelan community in Florida is actually quite large as well, turns out. And the Cuban community in Florida is huge. And, and I hear they're not too happy. No. And they are traditionally Republican voters. And I think they're a little bit pissed off at him right now. I mean, just the, the, the treating people like subhuman and the, the cruelty of it is to own the libs. Yeah. Like, that's the thing is, like, if you're trying to make the point of there are so many migrants coming over the border and I'm going to show Martha's Vineyard how we how much of an issue it is by sending them all up there and overwhelming them. And you'll see how overwhelmed we get. But they sent 50 people or right. so, right? Yeah. So, and Martha Vineyard's like, okay, well, we'll help them out. You didn't make your point. No. Not really. You just look like a dick. <laughs> <laughs> well, what he did was he's fucking with people's lives. Yeah. Right. And not making a point. Right. The same, the same way that he was fucking with people's lives who voted, who went and got voter registration cards, and then he arrested them because they weren't allowed to vote. Well, then- don't what? give them voter registration cards. Yeah. Cruelty is the I point. Mean, it's, yeah. Cruelty is the point. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, unless he was under the impression that he was going to send 50 people to Martha's Vineyard and Martha's Vineyard is going to be like, oh, fuck this shit and just throw them in a parking lot somewhere and not deal with it. <laughs> and be like, see, you liberal hypocrites. <laughs> but that's not what happened. Because you didn't send enough, Ron. Again, I'll work for $75,000 a year. <laughs> and be like, 50 is not enough, dude. You need to send like 1000 <laughs> But It's a good point, though, Brian. I mean, it's the same assholes who will talk about how much they love Jesus and try to be like him. Yeah, except they don't. They, they talk about loving Jesus, but they don't try to be like him. No. I guarantee Jesus hated you, most brown these, people. These, most of these people have no idea what Jesus did in the Bible. That's not the part they read. Yeah. All right, moving on to Biden. Um, just a couple things about Biden. One, his numbers have shot way up. Um, he's recovering from a low of 36% approval rating in July. It's now up to 45%. Actually, the last I saw was 49%. Mm-hmm. I love how everybody's making a big deal. They're like, yeah, dude, you're under 50. <laughs> 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 you did it. <laughs> Yeah, so I, I mean, I haven't done a poll. Would I approve or disapprove of what the job that he's doing? I guess approve, but I, you know, it's not my choice. But he's doing a good job. <laughs> I mean, his efforts have brought the price of gas down. Yep. Um, I mean, it's not totally from his efforts, but he definitely did some things to help. The inf- inflation seems to be, you know, slowing a bit, although that's way harder to keep under control, and just. The Ukraine stuff, I mean, mm. you want to talk about, really, 
he's going up against Russian forces without putting U.S. troops in harm's way. I mean, yeah, I get, yeah, oh my not God, my pick, Ray. but I think he's doing just fine. Yeah, Ray, yep. do your own research, man. Mm-hmm. There's an election coming up. That's why the gas is coming down. That's why he's giving away money. Well, I, that is why he's giving away money. I know that. That is true. <laughs> but he's fixing inflation, too, because of this. Oh, he's turning yeah, the knob. Don't, right. Don't he's think too hard and go, well, why would he make inflation bad and t- make gas prices high in the first place? <laughs> right. Just to lower them later. Don't worry about that. And a politician... Doing what he can for the people to, to get to get votes from the people? Gosh. Weird. Oh, no, wait, that's their fucking job. <laughs> They're supposed to be doing things to help people so that they can get votes. That's how it's supposed to work. <laughs> oh, you're so, you're such a child. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do, I do hear that sort of thing because it's, it's like, oh, you don't have any arguments, so you have to go to personal attacks. I see. <laughs> <laughs> And another big thing that Biden said this last week on 60 Minutes, his claim that the pandemic is over. This made all the media go nuts because what do you mean the pandemic's over? A bunch of Republicans saying, well, if the pandemic's over, then you can't have any more of that pandemic money. And the one thing that I really want to express that really should be said all over the place by all the Biden supporters on all the media sites is that he's right. The pandemic is over. We're now in the state of it being an endemic. Right. We're just living with it now. We didn't yeah. stop the pandemic. It won. Mm. And now we have to live with it. Well, it's like, are do we have a, a flu pandemic every year? No. No. We have an endemic. It, it's just part of our society now. And you go to the doctors every year. Well, a lot of people do and get a flu shot. Same thing with COVID now. It's exactly the same. It's endemic. It exists in the population. And probably once a year, you're going to go get a flu shot or a COVID shot. Boo. Now, is that what I think Biden meant? No, probably not. Hmm. But it, it should be how they spin it. Again, we, we, we will work for money. So, um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it, it, it is endemic now. And, and we are just living with it. It doesn't mean that the, the virus has gone away. We are still losing more than 400 people every day. On average, which is four times what we what we the number of people who die from the flu every every you know every day, the flu is in waves. It's just averaged out. It's about a hundred people a day mm. from the flu, and it's it's still more than four times that for for COVID. So the money still needs to be there. The vaccines, the boosters, they still need to be there. Just like but it he's is not for wrong flu. either. Yeah, I do not understand these people who are they're like they're the. People I know who are Republican voters are like, oh, Joe Biden said the pandemic's over. And I'm like, well, wait a minute. Are you saying it's not over? Because I swear you said there wasn't a pandemic to begin with. Right. So, <laughs> yeah. I also love in that in that same Donald Trump speech with the with everybody holding up their finger and they're playing the music and he couldn't hear – he couldn't read the teleprompter while the music was going. <laughs> how he was like, more people died in 2021 <laughs> than they did in 2020. Due to the pandemic. And I was like, so is Joe Biden responsible for everybody that dies the day after he's elected? Right? So he's ele- he or the day he goes into office, January 20th, January 21st, he's responsible for everybody that died that day. Right. Okay. I, I just want to figure out how these numbers were calculated. Not for the misinformation that spread it across the country in the first place. Right. Yeah. 
Just like when Trump took the job and the job numbers came out the first month, he took responsibility for that and everything else was fake. Yeah. Up until that point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So cool. Pandemic's over. Nice. <laughs> All right. Next thing I have, Brett Favre. <laughs> <laughs> I don't Voice even, I, I'm yeah. not even sure I know all the details of this, but it was something about, what was it that he was getting the money to do? It was to open some sort of, was it a volleyball thing? Yes. His daughter plays volleyball, so he wanted to open up a volleyball, I don't know if it was a stadium or what, something at, at her college. So he arranged money from welfare money from Mississippi to go to this college, University of Southern Miss. But the clearly- Welfare money is not supposed to go for, you know, a volleyball a stadium. A private venture? A private venture. It's supposed <laughs> to be helping people that are poor and need health care and money and food and whatever. But no, instead... <laughs> wait, 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 slow down. Yeah. Why is Brett Favre in charge of any money that goes anywhere? <laughs> he's, he's not well, even in charge of it, but he asked I'm for it. I'm curious of that as well. <laughs> he asked for it, and the governor went, you're Brett Favre, of course I'll give you millions of dollars. <laughs> oh, okay. So Brett Favre was like, I want my daughter's college to have a new volleyball court or right. whatever the fuck he asked for, right? Yep. And the governor's like, fine. Fuck these welfare people. I'll just use that money. <laughs> yes, exactly. Why is Brett Favre in trouble for this then? Well, because Brett Favre knew that the, the oh, they were doing he, this. He knew? Because yeah. He was complicit in this. Yes. He texted. They have his text where he said, are we going to get into trouble for this? Maybe we should keep this on the DL. Like, he he <laughs> specifically knew that it was wrong. Why did they tell him, though? Like, why would they... Like, why is he involved up to that point? I mean, again, just I'm just asking at a speculation. Be like, you call the governor. I'm Brett Favre. Uh, hey, hey Brett, get money for this? <laughs> and then the governor goes, yeah, no problem. That yeah. should be the end of the phone call. But right. then he goes, hey, no problem, Brett. I'll just take it from welfare people. And if that's goes, cool with you. Uh, why are you telling me? I'm a football player. Right. <laughs> I like to commit crimes, Brett. Do you like to commit crimes? Do you want to be implicated in this? It'll be fun if we could do something together. <laughs> so in response, he did say, I love Mississippi and I would never knowingly do anything to take away from those that need it most. Except... He clearly knew what was going on because of the previous tax that he had sent. And this is in a state that has 20.3% of its populace living below the po the poverty line. And has the One lowest percentage of people per capita that actually receive welfare money. Because instead, they're giving it to Brett Favre. <laughs> but again, legally, he hasn't done anything wrong. Ah, except... Last year, oh. <laughs> there's more. Brett Favre last year repaid the state after it was discovered um, that he had received uh, $600,000 for speeches that he never gave. So he was I'm so confused. Wait a so minute. <laughs> he, he, he was personally given over a million dollars in 2017 and 2018 to promote a poverty fighting initiative, gave some of the speeches and did not give other speeches. So he gave back part of the money after it was discovered, after um, they filed a lawsuit against him. <laughs> Dude. Brett. Yeah. <laughs> Is it that fucking hard? <laughs> and what the hell, Mississippi? I mean, I know you're douchebags, but holy crap, you're giving... I mean, it, it is the most Republican thing I can think of. You're giving welfare money from the federal government to rich people. <laughs> holy crap. Okay, so he's not in trouble for the volleyball thing. He's just he just happened to know this, and I don't know, save the text. I, I don't know why he would do that, but yeah. <laughs> again, 
We've known Brett Favre for a while now, not making the best decisions all around. Because I would immediately have been like, scrub my phone, get this, get this out of here. Why are you telling me this? Prank caller, prank caller. Yeah. The whole Brett thing. Favre is of the highest moral character. But, I mean, can he get in trouble for the speech thing as well? He gave the money back. Or some of it for the, you know... Only after they sued him for it. Yeah, but yeah, that's... That, I Who think that sued part- him? Miss it, wait, the same state that was willing to give him the volleyball money? Yep. The new governor it's of the state. cycle. The, the new governor of the state, when when it was discovered, went, oh, you, you're going to give that back now? And he gave back mm-hmm. half. And then they said, no, really, we're going to get the lawyers involved. You're going to have to give the rest of it back. And he gave the rest of it back. And the Mississippi Department of Human Services has also filed a lawsuit against him saying that the interest alone amounts to $228,000 that he needs to pay as well. Mm. How hard is it to give a fucking speech? (laughs) Right? I mean, was he supposed to give four and he only gave two? (laughs) Yeah, something along those lines. I mean, but the whole thing was bullshit anyway. You don't get $500,000 for giving a speech. That is ridiculous. It was purely just... Rich people giving rich people money for I don't know what reason. Well, listen, that's the way the world works. I'm sorry. I mean, doesn't Obama get like a million dollars a speech and Hillary Clinton? and Not from Medicaid. <laughs> well, I don't know where they're getting them. I'm just saying. That's like, from rich donors, rich, rich people giving. But it's rich people giving their own money to rich people, not rich g- people giving the money intended for poor people. To other rich people, yeah, specifically Wait, that, your wait, tax wait, wait, wait. dollars. That's the volleyball thing. Where was the money to pay him for the spe- the, oh. the money for the speeches was coming from the same place. Yeah. yeah. Again, I don't know if that's Brett's problem. It seems like a Mississippi <laughs> issue. Well, I'll, I'll give you it's both. Sure. <laughs> well, I mean, is it is is it Brett's responsibility to find out where the where how he's getting paid? He knew he, it, from the text messages. He knew. We need to keep this on the DL. Bali, but wait. <laughs> no, that way he also knew. He knew in both cases. Yes. Oh God, Brett. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking dummy. Yeah. I I don't know what to make of this, but <laughs> <laughs> it is outrageous. The best part is, is that they're taking money away from poor people to have him go on a poverty initiative speech. Right. Tour. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, rich white people, you are the fucking worst. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And the dumbest. <laughs> All right, one of the uh, biggest elections coming up, and I know it's more local to us, but it is also nationally affecting, Lieutenant Governor John Fetterman against Mehmet Oz uh, for a Senate seat in Pennsylvania. Well, it's the U.S. Senate from Pennsylvania. <laughs> yeah. They finally... Have agreed to a debate, but with uh, a couple of unusual conditions. The debate is scheduled for October 25th, and some of the, the the considerations were very kind of odd. Mm-hmm. Oz demanded that it be known that Fetterman is asking for for screens to be up, closed captioning to be there for him to be able to read in responses. So. There will be people like live typing responses for Fetterman to to give or points to be made, that sort of thing. So Oz wants it to be known that that's happening. Okay, but isn't that part of his because of his uh, stroke? Probably. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what they're saying. Also, now Oz is uh, even though it's scheduled, Oz's team is uh, saying that they want to extend it from sixty minutes to ninety minutes. 
And veterans teams like, yeah, this is just, this is what they've been doing for months. They mm. want to, you know, they want this and they want that. Anything to delay the debate, anything to 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 try and throw Fetterman off. Whatever. I I just, you know, I'm looking forward to it because no matter what, Oz is going to look like an idiot because Oz is an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> you can't hide who you are all the time. Yeah. In most recent polls, uh, Fetterman is over Oz 49% to 39%. Ooh. I don't know where the other like 12% are, but I guess undecided. I guess. Yeah. I don't, I don't Allegedly. Think, is there a third party? <laughs> I don't. I don't know how you can be undecided in this. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I, I just don't. It's pretty polarizing. Although I gotta, I gotta think that Mastriano and um, what's his name? It's a little bit more Shapiro. polarizing. Shapiro. Thank you. That's a little more polarizing. Whew. Is it possible that that undecided vote is actually really doesn't know what's going on, <laughs> not paying <laughs> attention, or don't want to yeah. share? I don't want to say. Who the fuck is John Fetterman? <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Oz is running for Senate? <laughs> Do, Dr. Oz? He's, he's the guy on TV? <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's a certain amount of that, I'm sure. Yeah, there's going to be some people that are, I'm not going to vote at all. There's going to be some that are have decided how, how that's possible. I don't know. but Or just the ones that don't want to say. Right. My husband's in the other room. I don't want to say. <laughs> <laughs> Um, another name that I wanted to throw out here real quick as just a, a possible solution for the whole Biden's too old to run for the second term, Jared Polis. He is Colorado's current governor. Um, he is described as being artistic in his rhetorical avoidance of presidential politics. <laughs> um, apparently, whenever asked about running for president, he just skips by it. And um, it, it, he just... Very, very high verbiage on how he on how he thinks and presumably dreams always and only about Colorado. Um, in any case, this guy is um, a non-theist. Uh, he has a uh, same sex partner. The, the two of them have two children. They, he was the first openly gay man elected governor. Uh, when he was in Congress, he was endorsed. Uh, his endorsement of the conclusions of the Simpson-Bowles Deficit Reduction Commission. Um, he, he's got a long history in politics. He's, he's like I said, he's openly gay. He's a non-theist. He strikes a lot. He ticks a lot of boxes for me. And apparently he's got a huge Democratic following. So, Unfortunately, well, I, the things that tick the boxes for you will untick the boxes for a lot of people in this country. This is true. I mean, first of all, his name is Jared. Come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a cursed fucking name. So, sorry, bro. I hope he does well. Yep. I, I suspect he'll be fine. Yeah. So, I don't know how it's going to go. I mean, obviously, we've still got to, a couple years to know as to. But, I mean, I think Biden's slowing down. Mm. Like, it seems clear. I don't think his his ability to comprehend what's going on and make decisions is getting less. But his presentation is definitely, it seems slower. Mm. Um, is that a problem for him being president? Not really. Is it a problem for him running for president again? Yeah, possibly. Yeah. So in any case, I think this is, there's an opinion article in the Washington Post about this guy. If you get a chance, you can check it out. Um, I think I think he, this is the type of guy who could step in if, if Biden decides to not. Over Kamala Harris? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't think Kamala Harris really has that good of a chance to uh, to win, but oh, 
Yeah, I I know. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why she's so universally disliked. I don't quite get it. Uh, a lot of her past is it works against her. Mm. Yeah, great. Like Rich said, she was a cop. Uh, also, she damn near just fucking disappeared. She really did. As far as I'm good. Yeah. yeah, I mean, also, I she's a woman. <laughs> what was that? She's a woman. She's a woman. Mm. That is a that is a no go for a lot of and people. Black. For El Presidente, mm. probably true. If given the choice between openly gay or a woman. Openly gay it is. I know. I saw a list of people that they had. Because uh, I guess Biden, I don't know, he was using some trickery this week on 60 Minutes about running again. Where he was like, well, I never said this. or I, I couldn't even understand what he was saying. <laughs> and to the fa- like to the effect of, like, was he saying he's not running or is it? But they were like, <laughs> well, this opens the door for a lot of other people like Kamala Harris, Pete Buttigieg, mm-hmm. Bernie Sanders. And I'm like... This is all the same shit. Why don't you throw a better work in there too? All right, <laughs> please and don't. That guy's such a dud. And uh, what's her name? Uh, Klobuchar. Mm. Let's get her back on the fucking list. I mean, for fuck's sakes, people, find somebody new. In come Jared Polis. Yeah. How old is he? I don't know, but he doesn't look that old. <laughs> okay. I'm 50s. sure that some. Uh, he is 47. Oh, another Jared, the same age as me. Mm-hmm. What's his birthday? Do they have his birthday? I'm sure they did. Oh. And I just closed. <laughs> uh, May 12th. All right, I'm a couple months older than him. I don't know why this is important to the show at all. <laughs> just, I'm just, just thinking out loud. <laughs> just, just clear a thing up for everyone at home. All right, on to religious nonsense. Uh, first, I wanted to bring up Iran. Yeah, this is uh, Iran. I, I don't know if you've been following what's been going on, but there have been massive protests. Um, people have been getting shot uh, in the protests, uh, according to one of the uh, the local, um, uh, not not local, it is uh, Hengao, which is apparently some sort of uh, news from Netherlands, I think, or maybe Norway, I don't, I don't have in front of me. Norway. Norway-based rights watchdog. Um, they say that five people have been killed in the protests. And the protests are because of the death of a woman named Masa Amini, a 22-year-old Kurdish woman who, after visiting the capital last week, died in the custody of the morality police. Um, not really sure what she did to get into the custody of the morality police. I believe she was um, stopped because she was not wearing a headscarf. Because she's Kurdish, she, she might not be Muslim. That that seems likely. Um, the video that they have... They have CCTV footage of her at the police station. She does have a headscarf on, Mm. but maybe, you know, that was put on after she was, um, you know, detained by the Mm. morality police. Now, the morality police are specifically, I mean, they're not, they're not trained policemen. They are religious people designated by the local imams to make sure the people follow the religious rules. Uh, yes, the police commander of the greater Tehran area told reporters that Amini was wearing a hijab that violated rules requiring women to wear a headscarf and dress conservatively. So it was something about her clothing that got her killed. Now, they say that she had a heart attack. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was it? And then slipped into a coma while in custody. Uh, there is her on the CCTV footage. You can see that she did collapse uh, seemingly like out of nowhere. While she was in custody, 
but um, her family insists that she has no previous health problems. Uh, activists say that uh, she may have been beaten by the police. So in any case, this has sparked off huge amounts of protests, women burning hijab uh, in the streets. Wow, I have not heard anything about this. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's a lot. It's in Tehran. It's in a whole bunch of different places across Iran. And it's just crazy. It's all because women have to, you know, dress modestly or they'll be right. arrested by non-professional policemen. Thanks, religion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> funny because i just watched argo this week <laughs> um uh, other religious nonsense um well you seem to skip right over that right ahead to with iran <laughs> you did. i didn't have i didn't have a, i didn't have a comment <laughs> i don't think i've ever watched it isn't that a ben Hooflock movie yeah it's about yes. how he got out the six hostages okay. when uh ayatollah took over that's pretty good okay argo fuck yourself right that's what i gotta say <laughs> <laughs> maybe i will Take some time and watch it. I'm not. I'm not a big fan of the Ben Hooflock. That's fair. All right. Meanwhile, anyway. Southern Baptist leader, uh, what what's this guy's name? Uh, Albert Moeller said that. Uh, well, speaking to the Pray Vote Stand Summit, um, which is a uh, group of the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary. He said it's absolutely necessary for all Christians to vote in the midterms, and any Christian that votes wrongly is being unfaithful to God. Wow. Clearly, violation of uh, the separation of religion and state. But it doesn't matter. Nobody gets prosecuted for that, so... Can you? They should lose their tax-exempt status. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Right. That's that's the main, you know, right. stick. So <laughs> you, you can tell people. Well, Lauren Bar yeah, Lauren Barber put it out there. So, you know, she doesn't want to hear about this separation of church and oh. state. Oh, that's definitely where bullshit. they're headed. Yeah, they want a yeah. theocracy. They're pretty upfront about it nowadays. So this guy, Albert Moeller, has uh, he's backed the trafficking refugees instead of welcoming them. Um, he's done everything he can against the LGBTQ community. Forcing children to give birth if their rapist uncle's baby is, uh, is the, like he's the epitome of everything that the Christian right is horribly wrong at. There are some times that I wish that, you know, God was actually a thing and Jesus would come back down to earth and smite these motherfuckers because they deserve it. <laughs> Holy crap. I mean, everything that the, their book teaches them, they're going against. Oh, yeah. Unbelievable. Because they don't really believe. <laughs> yeah, some, yes, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't doubt it. Brian said this dude has 100% has a chance of having a faceless <laughs> grinder account. Yeah. <laughs> uh, next article I have is from, again, from the uh, Friendly Atheist. Uh, it's concerning the satanic panic. Do you remember the satanic panic back in the 80s? Oh, yeah. All the oh, yeah. <laughs> ritualistic child abuse. Everything was blamed on the devil. And demons. Um, Playing records backwards. Right. D&D &D is bad. Yep, yep. Yeah. Um, it is It is back. Maybe not yes. being called the Satanic Panic, but it's pretty much the same thing. Um, it's way more prevalent than you may think. Um, there's some details in the article about um, where it's coming up. New accusations, uh, launching police investigations, and inviting harassment on people who have little recourse to defend themselves. Because... 
there's no such thing as demons, but all you can all you can do is is argue that you're not possessed by demons. <laughs> right. But your neighbor says his goat told him that you were one. Right. <laughs> so <laughs> Yeah. Many people uh, okay. as just many people allegations um coming up from TikTok nonetheless, where a twenty five year old woman who lives in California, posted a video naming her parents and seven others as part of an elite network that had done many ritualistic satanic things to her and other children years ago. Well, are we going to get into the whole false memories the psychologists are bringing up again? Yeah, I think so. Oh, that's a thing now again? Oh, that's where a lot of it came from before. It was this group of psychologists that planted memories in children. Wow. Yeah. I, uh... Poor Greg, who sits in here and listens, because he has to listen to these same fucking stories that I talk about during the week again in here. <laughs> but uh, I saw, I was watching a video the other day of, uh, I wish I got the guy's name, but he's like a real uh, uh, southern preacher with with the tents and shit. What do they call them? When, when we used to go out in the fields with the tents? Uh, other than itinerant priests. I... Survival. Uh. Is it Greg? It might be, it might be Greg Locke, yeah. Anyway, he tries to recreate that feeling. So he even puts like wood chips and shit on the floor and they have like a sort of tent motif going on. And this guy cannot shut the fuck up about witches. He is constantly ranting and raving about unearthing witches and witches are in his congregation and they're <laughs> and this and that. He's like, he's got names of witches. He, he's four of them are here right now, he says. And two of them, I know your addresses. And then it turns out there's people. Taking tarot cards and like hiding them under the under the wood chips mm. to to freak these people out, and they keep finding it so much that he has to pull. He's like, "We're taking the wood chips out. They're hiding shit under there all the time," and he has to put down sod. <laughs> but it's crazy in 2022. We're landing shit on Mars, and we have phones. We have these little things in our pocket that have the wealth of human knowledge. And this guy's got, I don't know how many people they never show the audience, but there's people listening and ranting and raving about fucking witches. <laughs> I'm wor- witches. I'm worrying about the impact of pieces of paper underneath their wood chips. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I don't know if someone is fucking with, this, with Greg Locke. I blame a teenager somewhere. Going, yeah. <laughs> or is Greg Locke actually putting them in there himself to prove to his congregation that there's witches here? Oh. And because everybody knows witches use tarot cards, that, which I don't even know. Is there any correlation between that? It's the occult in general. It's <laughs> a loose connection. <laughs> I, I would, yeah, that's, I hadn't considered that though, but it's certainly possible that he's doing it himself just to get people all ginned up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's unbelievable. I mean, he is passionate. <laughs> All right, I'm going to throw another a different story in here real quick. This is also from the Pray Vote Stand Summit. Uh, and this summit was hosted by the Family Research Council, uh, noted in the article as a Christian hate group. Uh, one of the speakers was Oklahoma Senator Tony Perkins. Or no, Lankford. Sorry, Lankford. James Lankford. Oklahoma Senator James Lankford, while talking to Tony Perkins, said that God rewarded his state of Oklahoma for passing the extreme abortion ban by making it rain. They were in a severe drought, but because they passed the extreme abortion ban, now it's rained. So, see? God wanted this to happen. Uh That's science. (laughs) 
Done. Next. <laughs> yeah, it clocks. It's okay. Sure. <laughs> Whatever you say, buddy. <laughs> uh, also from Hemimeta, uh, I didn't. I, I like the one thing that they said about this. God's not dead. Five. Oh, I've been waiting for this for so long. <laughs> uh, in the article, he says, "Four ended on such a cliffhanger." <laughs> he says, "I know what you're thinking. There was a third film that never <laughs> happened, much less a fourth film. Why was there a sequel at all? <laughs> How many times can God die? Get your act together, atheist. Finish the damn job." <laughs> Uh, so technically the title of this movie is God's Not Dead, Rise Up. It is a story of an incumbent, Reverend Dave Hill, who uh, bows out of his candidacy for Congress, but uh, a campaign strategist comes out of retirement and convinces the Reverend to run for office, a race that pits both of them against a formidable opponent from their past, each with plans to remove religion's influence on public policy. Okay, now, I don't know anything about this movie who's, who's, or who's in it, <laughs> right? Yeah. But I'm going to take a guess <laughs> that the guy who comes out of retirement, right, is going to be played by James Woods. <laughs> and somehow they're going to fit in, what's his name, who played Superman? Dean Cain. Dean Cain will be in it too. Now, Kurt Kurt Cameron he he doesn't he only does his own movies. <laughs> yeah, that cat don't like this idea either. <laughs> Every week, <laughs> um, I'm trying to find the 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 cast here. Um, Let's see, I'll look it up on uh, IMDb. Yeah, the only the only movies I got coming up are the older God's Not Dead movies from like 2014. They have to have some information about it, right? Um, I, I don't know. They, we got 2020. Wait, the one just came out in 2021. Well, this is coming out next year, 2023. The one from 2014, oh, okay. if you remember, starred Kevin Sorbo. <laughs> it's pretty much the movie that ruined them. As it should in be. In my opinion. <laughs> because to, to my knowledge, Kevin Sorbo was beloved for Hercules and probably showed up in some other places and then he was like I need some money let me star in this movie and then everyone's like we love you but let's give you more money and now he's an asshole now he's got fucking Lucy Lawless dunking on him on Twitter (laughs) (laughs) yeah I don't see anything about uh, five in here damn come on it's gotta be James Woods what the fuck's he doing because he lost his shit right yeah I think I think so James Woods Oh, the last thing he did was some voice work for Kingdom Hearts 3. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Got to cash in on that 80s money when you can. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll see. Yeah. I'm putting it out there now. James Wood's going to come out of retirement for this one. <laughs> I'd like to know where they're getting the money to make all these movies. Oh, probably really low budget anyway, but... Welfare money from Mississippi? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. You <laughs> now, the premise of the first one... Was that Kevin Sorbo is a college professor, all immediately evil, right? And that he's like some kind of science guy, and he says something about saying God's dead, and this kid rises up and tries to prove to him that he's not, or? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I think so. That sounds right. What the hell are they doing in the other three movies? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Just same premise, different scenario. Oh, okay. God's not dead. You just forgot about him. (laughs) See, it's your fault. We'll have to watch or listen to that podcast, God Awful Movies, yeah. where mm. they I'm sh- talk about these. I'm sure it'll be in there. Um, all right. The last religious nonsense, and this is just a, 
just because of the ridiculousness of it. A teacher at a Christian school has been a- arrested for twerking on a student at prom. Ooh. So the headline is a teacher at Point of Grace Christian School in Florida was arrested for sexually inappropriate behavior with a child. Oh, wait. That was the headline from six months ago. Let's try the more recent headline that says a teacher of Point of Grace Christian School in Florida was arrested for sexually inappropriate behavior with a child. Oh, wait. It's the same headline. It's also the same person. It's also she wasn't punished in any way. And she continued her behavior. Weird. <laughs> uh, so, previously, it was in text messages, um, but then I'm so confused by what you're talking about. I'm lost. Is anybody oh, else following this? She is a serial abuser. Okay. In the last, um, this is she has been um, caught sexually abusing students multiple times in one year. Yeah, because there were and no consequences, is, she did it again. Correct. Okay, yes. but is twerking on a student for? Again, I was picturing, like, a joke, you know, like, hey, Mrs. Whatever, come on here. And she did, like, a quick twerk and ran back out. No, this was bad enough that other students tried to get in between the two of them to make her stop. Oh, my. Oh, wow. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Now I see that. That you needed to mention that part. (laughs) Apparently, uh, the student told people, the investigators, that the teacher, Julie Hoover, was pressuring him to drink alcohol at his prom. Uh, forcing a straw from her cup into his mouth. Why was she drinking alcohol at a, at the prom? Well, apparently the teachers had alcohol in the back, but they weren't going to break it open until after all the students left. That sounds just <laughs> like a nice Christian academy. Yeah, a private Christian school. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. I she, love it. She, I love every part of this story. Then one, I really do. She started dancing. <laughs> she started twerking against a student. The other students literally pushed themselves in the way to stop her. <laughs> wow. It's Yeah. And, and again, like six months prior, she had been basically sexting uh, male students uh, who were in her class. Yeah. So, no punishment yet. Florida, so. Florida woman. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Florida woman. She's exactly what I pictured in my head. <laughs> so, she was arrested in June, but was still teaching there and was allowed to go to prom. It, hey, I like that they have a uh, equal rights standard on protecting pedophiles. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite progressive of them. It's the freest state in the union, Florida. <laughs> what also it points also it points out also the thing that we talk about periodically, which is that they assume other people behave the way that they behave. It they think it was perfectly okay to have alcohol um in the you know back in the back of, of a prom with a bunch of you know 17 18 year olds. So they think that other people do that. Meanwhile, at the public school, the students might have alcohol, but I'm pretty sure the parents don't. <laughs> or I mean, the the people that are ushering don't. They think Well, I really think that depends on the state. I, that seems like a very Florida thing. Oh, possible. Yeah. But they think that everybody is as degenerate as they are. Hey, it's great. I love it. <laughs> you little twerps trying to cover up for her. You just let her do what she wants. All right? <laughs> you should be flattered. Yeah. A nice, freaky, fucking 38-year-old Florida woman wants to bang you? Yeah. Why are you protesting this? <laughs> God, you fucking... But drinking that Kool-Aid at that school too much. Oh, dear. Just roll with it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I have some news articles I want to get through real quick. Uh, I wanted to mention Patagonia. 
Patagonia, I don't know, they do some sort of like uh, apparel, outdoor apparel yes, uh, very stuff. Yes, hi- very uh, high quality. I don't know how to pronounce this guy's name. Ivan Choinard? I probably yeah. butchered it. I apologize. Uh, he is the founder. He has <laughs> turned over ownership of the company's to a trust that was created to protect companies, the company's values. He he basically turned the company 100% of the voting stock um, to a collective that is uh, uh, a, a save the earth, uh, climate change. Green organization. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So the idea that Rich people are all bad. This guy <laughs> literally turned over his $3 billion company uh, to a, a totally green conservative organization to, to run and secure. And he basically did it because he didn't want somebody else to get a hold of the company and turn it into a, a bunch of assholes. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't so, mean that the cooperative that won't also turn into assholes, but there's a better chance that they won't. <laughs> Well, and it's a cooperative. It's, you know, it's not like one person. One sure. person having that much money can be, yeah, can be dangerous. But in this case, he's, uh, yeah, turning I, I You know, we'll, we'll see where it goes, but it seems like a very positive thing to do. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Right. Let's hope it's a successful endeavor. It sounds sounds like it could be. Yeah. I will wait and see. Right. <laughs> well, you might have, to, I mean, it might be 50 years, or it might, might be 20 years before they, you know, turn evil. So you may never know, but... I don't know. I'm, I'm going to wait and see why he really did it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's not the only thing that he owned. He's not poor now, to be clear. Uh, He's just re- okay. He- I still. I mean, I'll give him. A, I'll give him a couple months before I praise him. <laughs> I don't want to jump on board right away. Right. <laughs> I don't trust white people with money. <laughs> <laughs> He's also 83, so you know. Yeah, I, th- I don't trust old white people with money. <laughs> the older you are, though, the more trust I have for you. Uh, an article from the New York Times I thought I would mention real quick. Child poverty, with all the inflation and everything, uh, it, yeah, has gone down a lot. That's because- uh, in 1993, child poverty was at 28%. About 19.4 million children were below the poverty line. It's down to 8.4 billion children, about 11%. It's, it's been a steady decline uh, since 1993. So just a little bit of, you know, positive news on how the country is doing. Sweet. That's good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just thanks Donald Trump. I found, <laughs> I found that interesting. Yeah, ninety three started declining. I'm sure we can attribute that to to Trump. Uh, and a couple stories real quick about what's going on in Europe, uh, mainly due to Ukraine and the energy crisis that they are facing. Um, one, the Eiffel Tower is turning off their lights earlier. Uh, normally, uh-huh. uh, they turn on the lights of the Eiffel Tower at, at uh, dark, and it stay they stay on until one a.m. They're turning it, the lights off before midnight now, so it's an hour fifteen uh, uh, savings every day because it uses a lot of energy to light up that thing. Sure. Um, and another article from the Washington Post that coal stoves and wood stoves are going to be uh, up all across Europe. Because the energy cost of energy across Europe has soared by about seventy percent on average uh, oh, since the war Jesus. in Ukraine and the the everything that's happening with Russia. Oh, it's even worse in England because of Brexit. Their prices are going up by about three hundred percent. It is they're freaking out a little bit over there. Well, maybe don't vote for something you don't understand. Yeah, 
I'm sure that Liz Truss will be all over this. She'll she'll get it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. While Boris Johnson just sits outside his house handing tea to reporters. Right. <laughs> I'd love a late show Liz Truss burn. <laughs> uh, final story is about Pat Sajak. Yeah. <laughs> he is getting some backlash because he took a, a smiling photo with Marjorie Taylor Greene. <laughs> that, that's pretty much it. <laughs> yeah, he took a photo with Marjorie Taylor Greene, and uh, yeah, a lot of people are really upset about this. I thought we um, knew he was a you know a Republican I, conservative. A lot of us did. Mm. I did not know Pat Sajak's political beliefs, nor do I care. <laughs> <laughs> that's the correct answer. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> they started yeah. calling. Uh, <laughs> I think they started calling Marjorie Taylor Greene Vanna white supremacist. Oh. <laughs> uh, some some memes came out uh, like I'd like to solve the puzzle, Pat Sajak, and the puzzle is posing with Nazis. <laughs> wow. <laughs> like something tells me, like Pat Sajak just doesn't give a fuck about this though like no, no. way yeah i agree <laughs> i mean he like i again i don't watch wheel of fortune but i have been seeing stories coming out over the years of him just like absolutely giving zero fucks about what he says to contestants <laughs> yeah. right <laughs> yeah yeah definitely <laughs> and he's you know he could retire any second he wants so right. <laughs> yeah like he's probably just so sick of that fucking show yep. right so this is nothing he just gets up and goes ha Old Pat's trending again. Good job, me. <laughs> Gonna go to work drunk. Or he'll just be like, whatever, fuck off me from the show. I do not give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> You'll never see me again. <laughs> I'm curious what his overall worth is. Oh, it's gotta be up there. Oh, yeah. I mean, how long has he been doing that show? And he did other shows before that, too. Yeah, remember the Pat Sajak show? That late night show he tried to do? Oh, yeah. That was bad. <laughs> go spin a whale, Pat. <laughs> Huh. According to uh, according to an article in 2022, his net worth is around 70 million. That's way lower than I thought. Huh. Hmm. Well, that would explain why he's still doing a show, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's not nearly enough to retire on. What? <laughs> he spends it as fast as he makes it. Yeah. Yeah. That's according to mm. wealthygorilla.com. So I don't know how <laughs> trustworthy they are. But... That... <laughs> uh, all right. Let, I, I'm pr I think celebrity net worth is a more... <laughs> yeah, you can, reliable let me check you can't go to Lisa's banana page to find out how much his net worth is <laughs> yeah Where, what is the name of the place you went to <laughs> I searched on Google and it sent me to wealthygorilla.com <laughs> wealthy gorilla I've never heard Why of it before <laughs> <laughs> annual I, salary I, is 14 million so well according to oh okay yeah yeah 70 S celebrity net worth has, has him at 70 man he's there going through go. the money if he's making 14 a year sheesh yeah, what the fuck, Pat? Well, I'm sure his mansion is not inexpensive. <laughs> well, sure, but right. how do you spend $14 million a year? Or, you know, $10 million a year, whatever. That's a highfalutin life. He's 75. <laughs> Alpha makes a good point. I've heard that. You can't take it with you. Mm. Yeah, I've heard that I've heard that said about uh, Kelly Ripa as well. She negotiated for a ton of money and that they burn through almost as much as they make annually. <laughs> it's like I don't even remember. It's a it's a it's a reasonable sum. It's like fifty million, maybe fifty two, maybe maybe that's low. I don't remember. Kelly Ripa net worth one hundred and twenty million. She makes twenty two a year. Ooh, okay. Sheesh. Yeah, but isn't she married to somebody famous too? Oh, that sounds uh, right. Mark Consuelos. Yes. Yeah. Doesn't he do something? He's an actor. 
I believe he's in Riverdale. I love how we're all like seventy five million. Jesus, how do you live? That's a good point. All right, that's all I got this week. You guys have anything before we close up? No, sir. The only thing I had was a story. uh, It's actually, it wasn't a story. So every once in a while, I wander into Truth Social to see what Trump has been talking about. And it cracked me up. It was yesterday. He was commenting on Biden's position in the crowd at the the Queen's funeral and said... drew a little a red line and a little blow-up bubble pointing out that Biden was in the back. And he said, if I was still president, in no way it would have been so disrespected. I would have been up front. <laughs> and yeah, I'm sure he would have elbowed his way past everybody just like he did at the summit. Right. It, it's just the perfect encapsulation of of his ego and that he thought that it was – he thought it was, you know, the important people sat up front at the Queen's fucking funeral. That is the thing he yeah. took away from it. Like, you are such a piece of trash. That's all I had. Also, also, there's no way to disprove what you just said. So, okay. Yeah. Whatever, dude. Yeah. Like, he says that all the time. Oh, Russia would have never invaded Ukraine if I was in office. Right. Okay. I guess there's really no way of knowing, dude. Like, you know, <laughs> yep. God, he's such a baby. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. I don't want to just... <laughs> go ahead. And please end the okay. show. End my life. <laughs> all right. I think that's all we got for this week. Uh, first, I want to uh, thank our patrons for supporting the podcast, and especially those who could be with us tonight. Alpha Team, Brian B., Grinch McScrooge, and Hypatia. I do appreciate you being here, giving us feedback and comments. Uh, if you enjoyed the podcast, you can support it by joining them, signing up on our Patreon page, and uh, joining us on Discord. Uh, if you can't do that, please share the podcast on social media or leave a review for us wherever you happen to listen. Uh, if you want to contact us, our Facebook page is good or tweet at ProfaneArg. Also, I'd like to encourage you to check out other shows, other podcasts on the soon-to-be-named network. You can find them all on soon-to-be-namednetwork.com. Uh, again, I want to thank everyone for listening, and until next time, I'm Ray. I'm Karen. I'm Jared. This is Ian. Thank you, good night, and may your God deal with you.